Coming up on Stu Does America, Janice Dean joins us with her reaction to Chris Cuomo's career implosion. Kenosha police have released their video of the idiot at NBC who chased down the Rittenhouse jury in his car. I'm going to drill my Stu 20 merch promo code into your brain so deeply that there's no chance of you missing out on these huge savings. Head to stewdoesmerch.com. That item that you've had your eye on for a while, maybe the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen, it's there. 20% off. That easy. The code is Stu 20 at stewdoesmerch.com. And the media really, really wants you to think conservatives are pushing for a handmade tale style of society with our fight against Roe versus Wade. Do they have any idea? how things are in the rest of the world. Luckily, I do. So let's do the media's pro-choice fantasy. Stu does America. If you listen to the media, you get the sense that we are a backwards nation, that the rest of the world is enlightened. And they look at us and say, look at those people over in the United States, those backwards hicks. They're all wearing their red hats and they all won't let women have control of their own bodies. That's the narrative. And it's been, you know, it goes way before Trump, way before George W. Bush. This goes back to, I mean, as long as I can remember, there's always been this perception that the right is anti-women because we, for some reason, don't have the extreme passion the left seems to have for making children not live. I mean, I... It's a kind of a I'm a stickler on the point. I'd actually like the children to live. It's a weird look. It's a weird stance. If you're if you don't understand it culturally uh, from uh, from the right, maybe you'll never uh, get it. Sonia Sotomayor does not get it. That I can tell you. Let me give you a piece of her. I don't even know what this is. I would say legal analysis, but I don't think that's what it is. This is from the Supreme Court oral arguments yesterday. Sonia Sotomayor worrying about the repercussions of overturning Roe versus Wade. Now, um, the sponsors of this bill, the House bill in Mississippi, said we're doing it because we have new justices. The newest ban that Mississippi has put in place, the six-week ban, The Senate sponsor said, we're doing it because we have new justices on the Supreme Court. Will this institution survive the stench that this creates in the public perception that the Constitution and its reading are just political acts? Aww, who wants to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg? You do. You're adorable. Um, Is public perception a legal standard? I I thought she was a Supreme Court justice, not a PR person. I don't care what the public perception is about a bill. Get it right. Is it constitutional or is it not? It's got nothing to do with public perception. Uh, It's just nonsense. Um, But the public perception is something that we can care about. And the public perception about abortion in this country is just simply wrong. We do not live in Gilead. This is not the handmaid's tale. We are not a restrictive society when it comes to abortion at all. In fact, when you look at the facts, people are stunned to understand what position America is in as it relates to the rest of the world on abortion. Let me give you a little picture of where we are right now. You obviously know Roe versus Wade exists. It guarantees 
um, well, first of all, Casey really guarantees uh, your right to an abortion, let's say up to uh, you know, 24 weeks. It's about right. Now, there's some more restrictive policies in states here and there, but viability is the standard. They've discussed it at about 24 weeks. Let me give you uh, just a uh, just, just go around the country a little bit give you an idea of where we are as a nation on abortion. Washington state, abortion is legal at any point during women's pregnancy. Uh, New Jersey, uh, it is legal at any point during a women's pregnancy. New Mexico, it is legal at any point during a women's pregnancy. Colorado, it is legal at any point in a women's pregnancy. Again, Colorado, a purple state, legal at any point. Vermont, legal at any point in a women's pregnancy. New Hampshire, okay, it's legal up to 24 weeks. Uh, Alaska, legal at any point in a women's pregnancy. This is Alaska. This is a red state, legal at any point during a women's pregnancy. District of Columbia, of course, women, uh, any pregnancy. In fact, they'll let you abort up to age five, I'm pretty sure, in in Washington, D.C. Virginia, legal up to 25 weeks of uh, of pregnancy. South Carolina, oh, these evil red states, legal up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Iowa, another red state, legal up to 22 weeks of pregnancy. Now, you know, there's a bunch of different rules out there. Obviously, Texas has had a lot of focus uh, lately, but every other state, for for the most part, is uh, going to be less restrictive than what they're considering in the Supreme Court, this 15-week law in Mississippi. And that, I mean, legal at any point during a pregnancy is about as is about as you know liberal as you can get on abortion, obviously. Um, so what we get here and from the media is this idea that America's an outlier. Like there's there's some weird I don't know. There's too many Christians over there, and they are trying to control women's bodies. If you just go to an enlightened place, like let's say Europe. There, you can have the freedom to abort all day. You can have 14 abortions a day. And they can all be right at nine months, and everyone will cheer you on. You have an abortion of a baby that's six seconds before birth, and you walk out, and there's a parade for you celebrating your decision. That is uh, what we're told. We're told that we're the outliers. Let's go through some of these enlightened countries and give you a rundown as to what, uh, what, what their policies are. I'm going to tell you, if you don't know this stuff already, it's going to shock you because the media does not give a a proper perspective as to where the rest of the world is on abortion. Is this seen as this woman's right to abort a kid up till the last second of pregnancy? The Democratic Party position that they've articulated over and over and over again. Is that the reality around the world? In England, abortion is legal up to the 24th week of pregnancy. There's no time limit uh, if there is a risk to life of the mother or uh, massive problems with the pregnancy, but the policy is 24 weeks. Now, England, that's, that puts them about where we are, generally. Uh, the average state in the United States is about equal to England's policy. How about the Netherlands? The Netherlands is only legal up to 21 weeks of pregnancy. Uh, it is legal up to the 24th week if medical reasons dictate, okay? How about Sweden? We've heard so much about Sweden over the past year. I can't. They used to be the example of how uh, liberal societies operated. Then over COVID, they became how conservative societies operate. Now that they have a very active act, uh, vaccination program, I think they're back to the liberal side. I don't know. I can't keep track of it. But I can tell you that Sweden is, has abortion legal up to, to the 18th 
week of pregnancy. Um, it is completely illegal after the 22nd week. Um, if you are between 18 and 22 weeks, you have to have your abortion approved by the National Board of Health and Welfare. Can you imagine if we went to the activist left and said, hey, we're just going to have a commission run in the government to approve your abortions. You think they think that was enlightened? In Spain, all the way up to 14 weeks, a policy more restrictive than the one being discussed in the Supreme Court. Um, you can get, uh, if there are fetal deformities, they will allow it a little bit later than that, up to 22 weeks. But the normal policy, abortion on demand, is up to 14 weeks. Spain is more restrictive than the proposed Mississippi law. Denmark, enlightened Denmark, 12 weeks. 12 weeks more restrictive than the proposed Mississippi law in Denmark. There are exceptions made in cases of rape, threats to health or life, or, and fetal uh, defects, um, or if, you can, uh, if the woman can demonstrate that they cannot financially take care of the child. And you might say, well, I mean, that, that we don't have that here. And that's true. But do you think the left would accept a, a little, uh, you know, just look, look, uh, ma'am, to, to execute your, an execute is a good word, here, uh, it, to execute your fundamental right as a woman, you just have to explain your financial system to the government and see if they allow it or not. Think they'd accept that? In Germany, yeah, it's legal, up to 12 weeks. Much more restrictive than the Mississippi law that has been proposed. Um, exceptions are made for serious threat to mother's physical or mental health. Uh, first trimester abortions are subject to mandatory three-day waiting period and counseling. Can you think of that? You have to have a three-day waiting period and counseling in Germany. Belgium, enlightened Belgium, 12 weeks. 12 weeks and six days of counseling if you're going to do it. Six days of counseling. Not just I walk in and get it. Six days of counseling, and you can only get it up to 12 weeks. Again, more restrictive in Belgium than the proposed Mississippi law. How about France? Enlightened France, 12 weeks. Again, 12 weeks. They will allow later-term abortions if two physicians certify that the abortion will prevent grave permanent injury to physical or mental health, life of the woman, or if the child will suffer from incurable illness. But again, you have to get approval from doctors, and those doctors might even be men. More restrictive in France than in Mississippi, if the Mississippi law were to be approved and cleared by the courts. Finland, abortion is legal up to 12 weeks. Uh, only, though, if a woman can provide social reason for the abortion, such as poverty, extreme distress, or already having at least four children. Now, if you're the fifth kid uh, in a family right now in America, you're thinking, wait, am I that much of a burden? Yes, yes, you are. But I mean, th think about this. You, not only do you only have 12 weeks to get your abortion in Finland, you have to go justify your abortion. You're not shouting your abortion like you are here. You're justifying it to the government. Please allow me to have it up to 12 weeks, far more restrictive than the proposed Mississippi law. In Italy, a woman has 90 days from the date of conception to request, request an abortion, and the termination must fall into one of these categories due to health, economic, social, or family reasons. Again, you have to justify your reason for getting an abortion, and you only got 90 days to do it in enlightened Italy. In Switzerland, you can get an abortion 
up to the 12th week of pregnancy. If the woman files a written request that she is in a situation of distress and doctors provide comprehensive information and recommended counseling on moral and uh, material help and adoption. So all of these are like fever dream policies for conservatives in this country to get uh, implemented. In Switzerland, it's the norm, and it's only 12 weeks. Again, much more restrictive than the proposed Mississippi law. How about Portugal? Portugal doesn't even go to 12 weeks. They only give you 10. 10 weeks they give you, and you have to, a mandated three-day waiting period you have to wait through. In, uh, by the way, much more restrictive than the proposed Mississippi law. In Poland, abortion is illegal, except in cases of rape, fetal malformation, or serious threat to a woman's health. That means you, know, you, don't, you don't just get one because you, have, you want birth control. You don't just get one because it's your fundamental right as a woman. You don't get it unless there's serious complications associated with the thing, with, with, the, uh, with the process. And, and the thing is, this is far more restrictive than even what would happen in this country if Roe versus Wade was fully overturned. How about Andorra? Just illegal. All cases. Nope. Can't have one. You're going to have to go to another country if you want to get one. Sorry about that. No way. Illegal in all cases. That is Andorra. That is their current policy. Enlightened Europe provides completely illegal in Andorra, much more restrictive, of course, than anything here in the United States. Ireland. Ireland, it was completely illegal for a very long time. They changed that recently. It is now legal up to the 12th week with exemptions for, uh, ex- uh, for uh, life and health or risk to a woman or fetal abnormality. Um, that was a big win for the left in Ireland. It was illegal forever. And now they have it up to the 12th week, which is fascinating because even that is far more restrictive than the proposed Mississippi law causing all this controversy. How about Malta? Malta? Illegal in all cases. You might note that is a tad more restrictive than anything here in the United States and tad more restrictive than anything being proposed uh, for, from Mississippi. And Liechtenstein is illegal completely except for rape cases where the woman, and I wouldn't necessarily call her a woman at this point, is under 14 years old. So if you're a 15-year-old rape victim, you cannot have an abortion there in enlightened Europe. But if you're 14 or younger, you can get one. That is, that's Europe for you. Does that sound like a much more liberal policy than we have? Um, Conservatives would would put these all in a hat and pick them out and be pleased with almost any of the options they received. Now we're looking at a situation where Roe versus Wade may be overturned. And you know what happens if it it does? Places like Washington State, New Jersey, uh, New Mexico, uh, Colorado are going to maintain the same policies, the exact same situation will occur. There will be different options in the country and places like Mississippi and many red states will make it illegal, uh, resulting in the terrible, terrible, arduous journey of a two hour maximum flight to get to a place where you can abort your kid. You know, it's one thing to have a disagreement with the other side on an issue like this. I mean, of course, this is why there are two sides to these issues, and sometimes more than two sides. But when the other side is so disingenuous with the actual information, it's impossible to have a debate. How can you even talk to someone about a topic like this when they present this type of information so inaccurately so often? The truth is, 
the left here in the United States has pushed this country, the country you live in, into one of the most liberal and honestly horrific abortion regimes in the entire world. You are in the middle of that. And hopefully we are in the middle of overturning some of the worst excesses of that regime. This is not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to be uh, to be uh, embarrassed about, at least from the perspective of not being progressive enough. We should be embarrassed because we don't seem to care at all about the life of a child. Europe seems to care a hell of a lot more than we do. That should be the thing embarrassing us. And hopefully, very soon, we can at least partially rectify this terrible, terrible series and decades of tragedy. You know big tech. You know big tech is not your friend. We've talked about this enough. You know that when you put your information into one of these free services like, you know, Gmail, you know it's not really free. You pay with your privacy. Uh, These big tech companies are exploiting your data. You know it because they're constantly advertising things you wrote in emails, private emails to people, and all of a sudden they're advertising those products to you. It's a little creepy. Uh, Google uh, has your business plan if you put it on Google Docs. Your medical records, Yahoo can sell those to drug companies if they want. You're giving up all sorts of privacy when you go with these services. When you, uh, instead, you go with Startmail, you actually can protect your information. It's your data. Why can't you protect it? For example, if you want to delete an email in Gmail, what happens to it? It just sit there. They keep it on their servers. Who knows what happens? Uh, with Startmail, when you delete an email, it's deleted forever. It's gone. Switching to Startmail is easy. It's seamless. They're going to protect your privacy, and you can easily transfer all your current email data, so there's no starting from scratch. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Right now, you know people are looking through, uh, trying to get access to your email. People get scammed all the time. Uh, people are always trying to hack your email, and not to mention what these companies, what you've agreed to with some of these big tech companies. Take control of your privacy with Startmail before it's too late. Start securing your email privacy with Startmail right now. You can sign up today. You'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash stew, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash stew. You get 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash stew. It's always so great to welcome Janice Dean to the program. She's the senior meteorologist for Fox News and author of the wonderful book, Make Your Own Sunshine, Inspiring Stories of People Who Find Light in Dark Times, which you can pick up wherever books are sold. Janice, so good to see you. It's been too long. Thank you, my friend. It's good to see you, too. Big news uh, here over the past couple of days with Chris Cuomo uh, being suspended uh, indefinitely by CNN. Let me start here. Were you surprised that they actually did something? Yes, because it's been so long, right? I mean, I think he probably should have been suspended or he should have taken himself off the air at the very beginning of the the Cuomo scandals, right? Instead, he hosted his brother on for weeks and weeks during the worst of the pandemic when thousands of New Yorkers were dying. And he continued to do his program. as those folks died, they were joking around about COVID tests. And the fact of the matter is no one could get COVID tests in nursing homes. They couldn't test incoming patients. So the thing that got my back up is seeing the Cuomo Brothers Comedy Hour with the big Q-tip, right, on, on television, that they were joking around when the Q-tip was shoved up the 
governor's nose and they thought it was hilarious. Meanwhile, body bags are being piled up outside of nursing homes. So I think he should have been off the air from the very beginning because he wasn't a journalist then. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's we now know how really inappropriate that stuff on CNN was at that time, because not only was the scandal going on with the nursing homes, we also know now that the woman who tested Andrew Cuomo was one of the people who was uncomfortable with how she was being talked to as he was making inappropriate comments to her in front of an audience. And we know that Chris Cuomo and other family members were bumped up on the list to get priority VIP COVID tests when no one else could get them. I'm glad you brought that up, Stu, because I think that's kind of the latest controversy is that we don't know much about the VIP COVID tests. That has sort of been dropped from uh, the investigations. And mm. uh, the Albany Times had an article out uh, you know, just yesterday about how we don't know about who got those VIP COVID tests when nursing homes couldn't get them, including Chris Cuomo. Uh, basically, during those early times, they had to go out to Chris Cuomo's home in the Hamptons, uh, put the thing up his nose, <laughs> and then drive the um, cotton swab to a place in upstate New York using state facilities, uh, troopers, cars, and taking those uh, you know, state-funded resources and spending all of this time and money to give these COVID tests to his buddies, including some lawmakers. And I think that's why there's, you know, there's question marks as to who got these COVID tests when no one else could. Mm, yeah. And they, they, I think there's a lot of people who don't want to talk about that because they may Correct. have actually received them themselves. Um, when it comes to the Chris Cuomo side of this, uh, we know now that as this this sort of controversy with the um, harassment allegations began. Chris Cuomo uh, was advising his brother. He was very involved. He was asking to be involved in the prep. He was seemingly targeting at least one woman who made an accusation, who he called the wedding girl, uh, that he had a lead on some uh, inside information on her that maybe she was put up to this claim and really didn't mean it. Um, and these are the things that he specifically said on the air he was not doing, even after he got caught the first time. I just don't know what position, what could CNN have done other than to pull him off the air? I mean, this is, it's embarrassing not only to Chris Cuomo, but also to CNN generally. Exactly. I mean, ethics, what happened to them? I think if this was anybody at Fox News, there would have been a complete outrage. Mm. Uh, you know, not only interviewing your brother on television during a once in a lifetime pandemic and joking around, uh, but then finding out that he actively tried to get information on these women that were accusing the governor of, uh, you know, inappropriate behavior at the very least, assault at the very worst. And so we got all these text messages. Indeed, he was using his connections as well to find out about these women and going on television and pretending that he's a quote unquote journalist. So I think the heat got to them. I mean, every major publication yesterday was on to CNN saying you have to do something. And they did. They suspended him until further notice. But I heard Brian Stelter said that he might be back in January. So, you know, listen, mm. 
a, a tap on. I mean, look at the other guy that they have on right now that was doing some really inappropriate stuff in front of coworkers. <laughs> I know. It is pretty amazing. Someone brought this up to me uh, earlier today and said, you know, well, I mean, they brought Jeffrey Tubin back on the air and after all that he did. And for as bad as what Tubin did, at least it was unintentional, I think. This, what Chris Cuomo did, is actively intentional. And not only did he do it intentionally behind the scenes to help his brother, he then went on television after they let him out of the first offense and went on television and specifically said he did not call sources on behalf of his brother and he did not try to get any information on these women, both things we now know he did. I mean, there is it arrogance? What is the cause of something like this? I think both brothers have serious personality disorders. I really, truly do. I mean, I sort of joke around about it, but I think there has to be something about their personalities. I mean, if I was Chris Cuomo, I would have gone on television and apologized to the women. There's been no apology whatsoever. You know, he's kind of making excuses just like his brother did, Mm. blaming everyone else for the problems that happened because of himself. Uh, you know, he's the one to blame. He's the one that was actively trying to smear these women that are trying to come forward and doing the right thing. I mean, I feel so terrible for these women uh, day after day. You know, they they are uh, attacked by social media and, and all they're trying to do is, you know, tell their story so that this might not happen to other women. There's no doubt this guy was was a creep. Uh and it's it's about abuse of power when it comes right down to it, whether you're talking about the nursing homes, which I think we, you know, which he should go to, should go to jail for, uh, or, you know, mistreating women. It's all abuse of power. And if you read all of the documents and all the text messages and all the emails, I mean, it just, it's it's right there, black and white. Yeah, and uh, another big part of this, and I want to get into where we should go from here, but you know, DeRosa and as a party and the, his high level uh, aides were in on this every step of the way. And they seem to be getting a pass, I guess, just because like everyone knows Andrew Cuomo's a bad guy to work for. And he was probably yelling at them a lot. And therefore, what were they going to do, I guess, is the argument here. But they were involved in all of this stuff. And it, I mean, I, there are definitely moments in some of these text messages and communications where it seems like they're crossing legal lines that they should not be crossing. DeRosa was his second in control that uh, basically told uh, Democratic lawmakers that she was actively hiding those numbers, the nursing home numbers, which is illegal. You know, they were uh, saying at least 50 percent less of the actual number of deaths in nursing homes had occurred for months and months. And the timeline is when he was trying to sell his $5.2 million book to make money off of our dead relatives. You know, it's, it's insane to me. She, she's just as bad as him, if, if not worse in a lot of ways, she was an accomplice on this. And I know that she's lawyered up. I don't know if she's going to see, you know, he's, he's supposed to be arrested in January for for the assault, uh, I really think that she needs to also be looked into as well. And and these people need to be brought to judge and jury. Um, Janice, where where does this go from here? Because I I feel like there's a temptation now with Andrew Cuomo obviously gone from office 
Chris Cuomo suspended indefinitely, whatever that means. Um, there's, a, I think, a temptation to just say, OK, I guess I guess this is over. Right. But there's still so much we don't know. There's still a lot of information that has not been um, uh, disclosed to the public. There's still a long way to go here. What's what's left on the table? There is multiple investigations happening still, Stu, into the nursing homes, into the VIP COVID tests, into the covering up of the numbers, into the book, the $5.2 million book. He used state resources. We have proof of that as well, that he was using, you know, his underlings to write this book. Uh, Melissa DeRosa uh, basically turned the executive mansion into a publishing house. Um, so, And that's against the law. Uh, against the law of of Andrew Cuomo as the leader of New York using state resources to to basically pocket money 5.2 million dollars it's it's crazy so we still have those investigations underway uh as i mentioned the governor is supposed to be in upstate new york and albany i believe january the 6th uh, to get fingerprinted and arrested for the assault of, of one of the victims. So we do have a long way to go. Uh, Chris Cuomo is obviously in the news and they'll watch that story if he comes back to CNN. He was on his program, on a serious XM program. So he hasn't been silenced. You know, he's still out there. It's just, it. Uh, listen, my my goal is to continue to try to raise awareness that we need accountability. Resignation is not accountability. Um, And I believe he resigned because he made a deal with lawmakers that were going to impeach him. And they said, basically, you need to resign or else we're going to impeach you. Uh, You know, there's always rumors that he's going to try to come back somehow. I just don't know how how he does because he doesn't really have any allies now, Mm. except for the two people you mentioned, Melissa DeRosa and that rich as a party guy. Uh, last one for you here, Jan- Janice. Uh, you know, you not only have been a keen observer of the Cuomo family, but also of you've been inside the media for a long time. What do you think happens with Chris Cuomo? Does he come back? Does he survive this somehow on CNN? I have some pretty good sources that told me uh, when he was suspended that he they don't want him back. Uh, you know, he is mm. not well liked in the building. Uh, and I think that when Jeff Zucker is kind of has has fingers pointing at him, he does not like that. Um, so from what I hear, he's not going to come back. But I suppose anything is possible. Um, I don't think he deserves to come back. Uh, I really don't. He to me is is not worthy of a of a show or a title that has the name journalist in it. Well, I, for one, am shocked he is not well-liked in the building. He seems like such a nice guy, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. Uh, Janice Dean, senior meteorologist uh, for Fox News, author of Make Your Own Sunshine, inspiring stories of people who find light in dark times. You can grab a few copies for your friends. A great holiday present for someone you love. Janice, thanks so much for coming on the program. Anytime, my friend. And thank you. And thank you to uh, The Blaze for following the story from the very beginning. I am so grateful because if it wasn't for you, you know, we we wouldn't have a voice. Same for you, Janice. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We had someone who just moved here and is working for the Blaze and was going to go buy a new house in in the area here in Texas, where, you know, housing is relatively affordable compared to other areas of the country. And they came in with a bid, which I think was above asking, and then were outbid by $75,000.
I mean, it's just an insane market out there. People who want to buy homes are throwing their money out there. The market's going crazy. It's better to wait uh, for the right home and they're at the right deal. You'll get it eventually. You need a real estate agent who's on your side and can make sure that the purchase of your next home is going to be at the right price uh, with everything checked out the right way. You have to do that. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that real estate agent. Make this huge financial decision uh, with someone who knows what they're doing and you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. We are just over two weeks away. Get your livers ready. It's time for the Studios America Christmas Party Power Hour. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you've never seen one of these before, we do them on YouTube uh, exclusively. Uh, this is going to be f- Friday, December 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, only at YouTube.com slash America. Do me a favor. Go there now. Uh, click subscribe. Click the little bell. Do all the things. We'd really appreciate it at, at, uh, on the YouTube page. And what's interesting about this one is um, it's going to have a little bit of a Christmas theme. It's going to be like, kind of like a little Christmas party. going to be a lot of fun. I'll give you uh, the first uh, guest confirmed Chad Prather and the Chad Prather Memorial Garbage Can will be back on set. He has not made it through one of these without actually getting sick. Uh, so we hope maybe this will be the first one. I will say this too. Chad has a show that night. It sounds like a terrible idea. He's got a comedy show <laughs> like 20 minutes away from here. Uh, Uber will be in effect, I'm sure. Uh, but he will be going to, uh, to do a live show after the Power Hour. So if you have tickets to his live show in Arlington, which, you know, you should if you're in the area, uh, that's going to be probably insane. But you'll also see uh, the live show or the, the, uh, the uh, Power Hour before the live show. It's going to be happening uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube uh, slash Stu Does America. Um, and by the way, you can get the brand new merch that just came out at PowerHourSurvivor.com. Yes, here it is. <laughs> Stu Does America Power Hour Survivor. We like a lot of people do these with us at home. They watch the show. They do the power hour with us. It's one shot of beer per minute for an hour. And we try to talk politics and it just becomes a mess, frankly, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. And it'll be a great way to kick off the Christmas party season. So check it out. PowerHourSurvivor.com. Speaking of embarrassing, Chris Cuomo. Yeah, Chris Cuomo is worse.com. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Chris Cuomo is worse.com. Chris Cuomo, uh, so gets suspended indefinitely from his show on CNN. Apparently, and I, I don't know if I ever knew this before, but this week I have discovered that he has a radio show, which who knew? It's on Sirius XM, uh, and he is still doing that show, and he commented briefly about his suspension. Listen. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Cuomo. Let's get after it. A quick note about the obvious. I've been suspended from CNN. Uh, Do me a favor, cut the music, thank you. Uh, You know this already. Uh, It hurts to even say it. Uh, It's embarrassing. But I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I've apologized in the past. I mean it. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. I know they have a process that they think is important. I respect that process. So I'm not going to talk about this any more uh, than that. So for right now, 
Let's just get after it. And there's plenty to do. Oh, God, he is intolerable. Let's get after it. Oh, he is just awful in every single way. Would you even call that half-hearted? I mean, quarter-hearted? One-eighth-hearted? I don't know what it would be. It was not a, it did not feel like he meant a word of it. And that's the thing. I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes right now. Uh, you know, there's a very good possibility that if they fire him, he's going to sue and he's going to say all sorts of terrible things about the company. He probably wants all of his money. Maybe they're going to come to a settlement. Uh, who knows? And there's conflicting information in the press about this today. A New York Post says that Chris Cuomo's texts were the final straw for CNN boss Jeff Zucker. And I said this to you before. I mean, CNN has been so continually embarrassed by this person. Uh, that that's what is the problem here. The problem is not that he's a bad journalist or that he sexually harassed people previously or that he was you know, trying to defame um, you know, potential accusers or whatever else people have accused him of. The problem, the thing that he did that is really bothersome to CNN is he's embarrassed CNN. CNN stood by him when they absolutely obviously shouldn't have. He lied to them. He lied on the air over and over and over again. And so they're embarrassed by it. And that's why they've taken action, in my opinion. Now, uh, the, the New York Post story says that Jeff Zucker, who's the head of, over there at CNN, he said Zucker loved, this is insiders, they say, it was the last straw, broke the camel's back. Zucker loved Chris, but the emails and texts did it. His biggest crime was that he lied to Zucker. He didn't own up to it. There's nothing worse than an email or text. It's in writing. I don't see how he survives this. The buzz inside CNN is that it's over and on and on and on and on and on. Now, that's different than what Brian Stelter said on the air when talking about this incident. Uh, watch. Hey, I think what's going on here, it's a little bit complicated, John. You've got media critics condemning Chris, calling on CNN to take action. You have some colleagues here at CNN who were mad at Chris Cuomo for putting the network in a tough spot and wanted to see action. You also have a lot of viewers, though, who love Chris Cuomo and are now ticked off no, that he's off the true. air and they want to see him back. So there's a mixture of uh, relief, disappointment. It's a complicated situation. I think the bottom line is that Cuomo is on the bench for now. We're heading into a holiday season. I think it's possible he will be on the bench for several weeks. It's possible he'll be back in January. Uh, but I think what's going to happen now here at CNN is a more thorough review of the New York Attorney General's document dump in order to find out more about what happened. So eventually, they're, they're basically, he's saying they're just going to give him a nice long Christmas vacation. So I don't know what the truth is, honestly, on this one. We will uh, have to see it play out. Um, but one thing is for sure. A lot of viewers were not upset that Chris Cuomo was off the air. That's just a lie. <laughs> we, we know that can't be true because he doesn't have a lot of viewers. Back in a second. So I have a box of Bilt Bars that showed up today. Inside the brand new uh, Ruby Chocolate Puffs. I'm not even sure what Ruby Chocolate is, but I'm sure they're delicious. And uh, lemon-coated uh, puffs as well. And the puffs are like their marshmallow-y type of, of thing. I mean, this is serious. So I have the box. And then my wife, who is on the Chad Prather show from time to time, she's in the makeup room. And I said, hey, look what I got. A new box of Bilt Bars. She just grabbed them out of my hands. Just grabbed them right out of my hands. That's it. She just took them. And then, and, then, and then she's like, oh, here, have you tried these? Here, have some. 
There's the, I have no ownership in this society. Built Bars come in so many flavors. You're going to have a hard time choosing, uh, you know, raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. They got a ton of them. Holidays can be a stressful time. You've probably eaten a lot of chocolate. Jam, you go and buy those bowls and just jamming stuff in your mouth. Don't do that. Have a Built Bar. It's a lot healthier for you, and it tastes great. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code STU15. Get 15% off your order. The promo code is STU15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to hit the story about Kenosha because this weird story that happened during the trial where the NBC producer was caught running a red light trying to follow the jurors really weird situation and the the police pull him over they ask him questions and he admits that that's what he's doing and he says that the home office in new york told him to do it well the police officer very very places really well and has them actually get the boss on the phone listen to this we were just trying to respectfully um just trying to see if it's um if it's possible to um to find any leads about um That was not a good answer uh, to that. This is uh, this is pretty disturbing. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect out of NBC News at this point, but incredibly disturbing. And uh, we're going to I think we're going to hear a little bit more about this in the coming weeks. Back in a second. If you have an annoying Karen or something in your life that's trying to get your infant to mask up or whatever, you're going to love this card. It's uh, you're doing life wrong. The Christmas card. Uh, it's available now at stewdoesmerch.com. The code, by the way, stew twenty is available for twenty percent off. I like to write these out to people that I know that are doing life wrong, like Chris Cuomo. Dear Chris Cuomo. Oh, Christopher. Dear sweet, simple Christopher. I'm going to say to you what. I've spent the last year saying to your brother, you're doing life wrong. I suppose we had low expectations for your integrity, but holy crap. I know and I hope you asked Santa for a stocking full of ethics and a brand new reputation under the tree. I'll try not to take too much pleasure in your downfall as Andrew's implosion has already granted four years of birthday and Christmas wishes, but well, plus the, jeez irreparable damage you've done to CNN is, well, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of hard to commit arson on a building that's already burned down, but uh, perhaps over the holidays, we'll have a chance to hang out and spread some Christmas cheer as you awkwardly dance in the corner of a Hamptons bar, a bar that Don Lemon may or may not be harassing random men in. I'd give you a hug, Chris, but I'd be afraid you'd grab my ass. Merry Christmas from Stu Does America. Oh, and Chris, P.S. Always remember, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. And Chris Cuomo is worse. 
www.mary.com. Go away forever. Merry Christmas from Studios America. <laughs>